Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. just want to thank you for this opportunity to share your word on Father's Day. Um, Father, let it bless us. Let it challenge us, Heavenly Father. Um, let us see in you what it is like to be the child of a perfect father. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Today's Father's Day. We celebrate fatherhood and we celebrate all the fathers in the house. Natural fathers in terms of biological fathers, stepfathers, foster fathers, spiritual fathers. Um, and we also celebrate those who are married but uh, are not in a natural biological sense yet fathers. And why do we do that? Because we understand that and believe by faith that they are carrying the children in their loins. And they are, because God starts from, from before the conception, as we understand from Jeremiah 1 verse 5, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. We celebrate them as we celebrate fatherhood. But we can't talk about fathers without our attention being drawn to the father. Our Father in Heaven. And today, I want to talk for a few minutes about the, the Father's love. Um, because if there's one expression we all desire from our fathers, and there are many other things that, of course, we look to them for, but if you wanted to sum it all up, it is that word, love, that we look for. We look for love in our uh, our biological natural fathers We look for love in our spiritual fathers We look for love in our stepfathers Foster fathers we, look, we just look for love And you know A day like this can be bitter And sweet at the same time For those who have had Experiences That have scarred them Or wounded them With fathers or father figures Today can be a tough day for those who have lost fathers, uh, fathers have passed on. Today can be a challenging day. Uh, for those who have had a gap in their lives, so the father has been absent, today can be a tough day. But then I want to start by saying to such people, the amazing grace of God, because he sees the end from the beginning, is he knew you would be in that circumstance, that state, you would, you would go through that experience before you were even born. And because he's God, he's put in place by offering himself. And if you receive it, then there, there doesn't need to be a vacuum if there was a vacuum in the natural sense. So today we celebrate our Father's love. This boundless, limitless, incomparable, 
incomprehensible to our natural minds, unconditional love of God. The most profound truth in creation. I am convinced, as you know, having listened to me for for a while, that a a revelation of the Father's love is the key to a life devoid of anxiety, worry, or fear, and is the platform on which a rich and fulfilling life can be built. I am amazed as to the privilege granted you and I to receive this love of our Father, to be blessed by this love of our Father. And today as we celebrate natural fathers, those of us like you and I who understand this privilege that is granted you and I celebrate our Father in heaven and his love for us. Go on, can we just celebrate our Father in heaven, both here and in the hub? Let me share with you a few things about our Father's love. Number one, the nature and character of this love. John says in 1 John 4 verse 8, He who does not love does not know God. And it's the last four words that really strike you. For God is love. We can't really say that about any father in the natural, spiritual. And thank you for all the things you said about me. But Agu is not love. Agu is trying to love. And the truth is that some people are a test of Agu's capacity to love. So, so that he doesn't fail, he's constantly relying on the Holy Spirit. Help me to love the difficult to love. And you, th- you might think your father has done well, but your father is not love. You see, when he says God is love, love is not something that God does. It is who God is. God is so rich in love That when John was trying to describe his nature and character, the only thing John could use to describe his nature and character was love. What that means is that everything he does is an expression of his love. So even when he chastises us, this is why it's a privilege. We are overwhelmed to be God's children. Because even when he chastises us, He chastises us in love because God is love. Number two, there are many things that can describe this, our Father's love, and we've looked at it incomparable, incomprehensible to the natural mind, limitless, boundless. But the one that stands out is that his love is unconditional. And you know, when I was thinking about this this morning, I I think I try as a father. I think I try. And I hope my children would give me a pass mark. And my wife would give me a pass mark in terms of how I love her and the children. But do you know that I thought about it, there are things that Shola could do that would make me stop loving her. Because I'm not God. If she goes, and it can never happen, (laughs) let's preface it with that. But if she goes AWOL, 
And the children follow her. They go AWOL. I come back. They do anything they like. They call me. They just go AWOL. How many know after a while? I cannot love them anymore. You can't do that and expect to be loved. So my own love, as much as I try to pretend it is not conditional, is conditional. Because we are human beings. It is only when we receive from God his spirit that he starts to move us day by day towards an unconditional love. But this God, his love is unconditional. No conditions attached to it. You can be as bad as you like. You can do the craziest things imaginable. It doesn't change his love for you. No conditions whatsoever. Think about that. Attached to his love. The prophet says in Jeremiah 31 verse 3, The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God says it's everlasting, the love I have for you. Number three, the demonstration of our Father's love. I mean, how do, how do we demonstrate our love in the natural? Um, you, know, we, we, you know, we do things, we give gifts, we say nice things. Um, you know, um, if, 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 if Shola wants anything within my power, I'll, I'll give it to her, I'll give it to the kids. To our children, you know, and she wants to watch a, um, a period drama, then I'll, I'll record much of the day to watch it the next day. Notice how we express our love, you know. Um, she wants to buy something, I'll, I'll give her my credit card or debit card. I mean, that's how we express our love, you know. Um, or I'll tell her, you know, I, 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 you know I, that's how we express our love. How does God express his? How has he demonstrated his love? It's not a car. It's not some jewelry. It's not paying school fees. It's not foregoing so that somebody can have. Sacrificing a television program and recording it so you can see it the next day. It's not any of those things. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He loved to the point that he gave his son. And it's not just that he gave his son. It's how he gave his son. The run-up to the cross and the cross didn't catch God unawares. He knew that this is how his son was going to die. He was going to die a gruesome death. A painful death. He was going to be nailed to a cross. He had to die in that way so that he could take on our sin. He loved you so much that he allowed his son to be crucified. 
If someone says to me, what's the ultimate demonstration of God's love? It surely must be the cross. That's why John says in 1 John 3 verse 16, by this we know love. How do we know love? By this, John says, we know love. Because he laid down his life for us. That's how we know love. He he's demonstrated his love for you and for me. Number four, our Father's love is experiential. It's not just us saying, I know God loves me. That's a good start. But I know God loves me leads us to say, I've experienced God's love. Because God's love is not a passive love. It's an active love. It touches our lives day to day. It's, a, it's real. And so each one of us, we have testimonies of God's love. It sustained me. It transformed me. It touched me in this way. It held me through the storm. It protected me. It delivered me. All those expressions of love are experiential. Listen to my story. And if I listen to your story, our stories, our lives are dotted with our experience of God's love. It found me when I was in darkness. It rescued me from the miry clay. It set my feet on high ground. It shielded me, protected me. It provides for me. It guides me. That's why I'm not lost. And these are not just vague terms. Like you, I can testify in each area that this is what the love of God did for me. If that's your testimony, there's a good time to celebrate him. So how then do we respond to this love? Because this kind of love evokes a response. There has to be a response. It is only someone who's dead that can experience all these things, understand these things, and not respond. So what is our response to God's love? Three responses. Number one, we receive it. And you might think that's easy. But believe me, there are people who have rejected it. There are people who have refused to receive it. You might think everybody receives the gift, but not everybody receives the gift. You see, because we are created with choice, the capacity to make choices. And some choose not to receive the love of God. But thankfully, that's not your story and my story. We receive the love of God in Jesus' name. But then we also 
mustn't just receive it, we must embrace it. So we receive it and we embrace it. We open up ourselves to it. We hold it tight and hold it close. We understand and our response should be similar to that of John in 1 John 3 verse 1. And I love this passion translation of it. He says, look with wonder at the depth of the Father's love that he has lavished on us. You, go, you get the sense of, Paul's, of, of John's state. He's saying, I can't believe this. You know, if you understand God's love for you, that will be your response. I can't believe this. God, you love me like this? You know, when, when, when David got a dimension of God's love, he sat down before God and said, God, is this how you treat other people? I mean, this is overwhelming. That you love me like this. And you know what makes you say that? When you also know. Because you know we are experts at wearing a mask. So believe me, all of you that I'm seeing in person here, you all look okay. Righteous, holy, correct. None of you looks like you can do anything bad. I can't imagine that any of you can let a, a wrong word proceed from your mouth. No. You don't even look it. You guys look like angels, like people who don't get angry at all. I, look, at, look, at, look at the person next to you. Angry? No. That's an angel sitting next to you. In the hub, do the same. Look at the person next to you. Angelic. And you even look more angelic when you're worshipping. When you lift, when you close your eyes and you just look like you're about to float into heaven. How can, how can you say an unkind word? If I ask your husband or your wife or your friends, they'll agree with me that she's an angel. Never said an unkind word. Always patient. Very kind. Sacrifices all. Gives everything for us. Why are you laughing at yourself? <laughs> now, I haven't even entered the depths. You know, I've kept away from that one. The secret, secret things that you're doing that nobody knows. Look at the person next to you as if you, you want to know. Look into their heart. We're good at pretending. So when you sit down and realize that with all this, God loves me. You become like John. You look with wonder at the depth of the father's, the depth of the father's marvelous love that he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his very own beloved children. He called us. He made us and didn't attach any conditions to it. 
The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize him. And you know what I thought about this morning? I thought about that word belong. <laughs> Especially that word be. You know that word be means I am. I exist. When you, when you join it with the word loved, it gives a deeper understanding of that word love. When God says he loves you, God says that you, are, you exist in his love and you exist as the one he loves. It gives you an identity. It knocks all these lies the enemy tells. And it's not something you earn. Be loved. God says just become who you are. And to become who you are, you don't have to do anything. It's been done for you. So just be. Say to the person next to you, be. be. God, say it one more time. Be. So we receive it and we embrace it. Number two, our response. We reflect it. If we understand God's love, our desire is to reflect the love. Now, if you go out on a night that has a full moon and look at the moon in its fullness, it's actually quite a captivating spectacle. A full moon is captivating. And then you realize that the moon does not have any light of its own. That captivating thing you're seeing. But that what you're seeing reflecting from the moon is actually a reflection from the light the moon receives from the sun. So if you got rid of the sun, the moon is just a dull mass of matter. And then even more interesting is the fact that the moon only reflects 3 to 12% of the sunlight that hits it. So it makes you think about us. We're like the moon. We can't, we, can't ref, we can't reflect love unless we receive love from God. So the more love we receive from God, the more we reflect love. But then even like the moon, most of us, that's why the world is still a, 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 a hurting place, painful place, a wounded place because most of us are probably just reflecting 3 to 12% like the moon of the love that God has lavished on us. Our prayer should be, God let me reflect more and more of your love in my world. Let those I encounter experience your love because they encountered me. That's why one of the saddest things is the contradiction of a Christian who is wicked, who is nasty, who is uncaring, who is judgmental. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a contradiction that is deep because it's casting aspersions on the love of God. Because by saying I'm a Christian, what I am declaring to the people is that I'm a carrier of God's love. And when they encounter me and they encounter something that is not like God's love, 
have cast aspersions on the person of God. It is better for me not to declare myself a, a Christian. Number three, our, our response. We share the love of God. And what is God's love? It's the good news. The demonstration of God's love is that he came and he died for you and I. And so we share the good news. Not to share the good news is really an act of selfishness. It is someone saying, I have something that I think is good, but I don't need to give it to you. Or somebody who does not understand what they have and so doesn't feel any desire to share it. But the moment you have a measure of an understanding of God's love, there's a compulsion. You're driven to want to share the good news. You're driven to want to invite others to experience the love. You're so moved by the love that you can't stop yourself from inviting others to come and experience what I am experiencing, the transforming love of God. It's a privilege. Believe me, it's a privilege, an awesome privilege to be a child of God. For God to lavish his love on you, it's a privilege. And you and I are privileged so let's respond how we should. Let's reflect it. Let's receive it. Embrace it. And in embracing it, we're, we're embracing it more and more each day. And let's share the love of God. Can someone say amen? amen. Thank you, Father. For your love this Father's Day. And if there's anyone in here and you haven't received the Father's love, that's where it starts. He presents it to you as a gift. Everything is wrapped up in His Son Jesus Christ. He demonstrates it to you by dying on the cross for you. But you have to receive it. You have to say, yes, Lord. Literally stretch out your hand and receive it. Is anyone in here in person? Or anyone at the hub at Greenwich? Anyone online who hasn't received the love of God? With all heads bowed in person. All heads bowed at Greenwich. And all heads bowed wherever you are at home. Just for a moment of reflection on the goodness of God. The goodness of our Father. Just a, a minute I give you to reflect. Has God been good to you? Has God been faithful to you? Wasn't God there for you? Your Father in heaven. And if there's anyone in person you want to receive the love of God the love of your father if you would slip your hands up wherever you are you want to receive it slip it high if you're in person here at the base slip it high 
If you're in Greenwich, slip it high as well. Online, there's a QR code. You want to receive the love of God. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. something someone has done naturally in a father's position in relation to you. You're in the hub and it's the same thing. You know that there's a stumbling block to receiving God's love because someone wasn't a good father and it hurt you, it wounded you. The wound is, is, is a stumbling block. It's an obstacle. And it might not have been a natural father. Sometimes we as spiritual fathers sadly are part of the challenge it might even have been a father figure someone you looked up to who played a father's role every stumbling block has to be removed so that the love of God you can receive it in its fullness if you're in person come forward I would love to pray with you with the pastors if you're at the hub lift your hand up and come forward Pastor Joseph and the team will pray with you it might just be one person you know that's how God is he sets this whole thing up for one person. If you're online, I reach out to you and I begin to pray for you. Is there anybody saying, I, I just need to sort this out once and for all. I need to join in prayer with you about what is on my heart. God bless you. My sister, God will honor you. God is going to honor you. Anybody else? Come, 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 come. You know yourself, you know. You know that this thing is a stumbling block. It's a, it's a pain in my heart. It's an incident that just keeps recurring in my mind. It's, a, it's, a, it's an emotion that I feel, some neglect. You know, if you're online, I just pray the Spirit of God will come upon you. If you're in person here, come forward. If you're in the hub, go forward. And, and can I have um, Baj and Doc, can you pray, pray for me? Anybody else? Anybody else coming? Go on. The rest of us, let's just worship. Go on. Go on, worship, 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 worship. He calls me his own. He those words mechanically and don't be distracted. Let the words minister. He knows my name. You're, you're not a statistic. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear.
worship. We will give two or three minutes for you to talk to your father on Father's Day. Go on, daughter to father, son to father. Go on, just talk to your father. Just tell him as it is. Tell him where you are. Tell him your, some of your pains, if there are any. Maybe even your disappointment. I was lost, but a frank conversation with oh, your father. His love for you. Yes, his love for you. Oh, the sun sets for you. Oh, Thank you, O God.